Welcome to TJN TV and Tuesday night with Ben Stowe. Now introducing the one and only Ben Stowe. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Night with Ben. So this is the show where all of the questions and all of the answers come together and it completely ignore each other. <laughs> sounds sounds like typical. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was just say, tangent. I think it's great to be back. We haven't done a show in a couple weeks. We so. haven't. It's been a while. We've been busy, you know, doing things like like seeing how many digits below zero we can get, and then how long we could stay below zero with our temperatures. That's exciting no, but it's stuff. It's been such a mild winter. This doesn't even really bother me. I mean, it's been such a mild winter that I'm kind of like, hey, we get a week of minus 20. So what? Minus 27 we had the other day, whatever, you know. And when it starts in February, it's a different yeah. story than if it starts in, oh, let's say December 10th. Exactly. And they're like, oh, when's it going to warm up? Oh, June. We've had those winters. Oh, yeah. And it seems so far away. Here, I'm already, I'm like, you know what? I feel like in so many ways, you know, that, that, Things are thawing, even though it's a really cold week this week. I just feel like in so many ways, you know, we're, we're deploying over a million vaccines a day. Uh, they're saying now they're, that's even going to become more efficient. You know, they're going to add pharmacies and Pfizer's reducing the uh, amount of time it takes them, you know. So I feel like not only is the weather like you can sort of see spring right around the corner, but I feel like the same for our industry. Like, you know, spring is coming, you know, in a literal and a metaphorical sense, just right around the corner. It's like, I just feel it. You know, and, and I, I think other people can, too. I had a guy message me today and he said, is it just me or does it feel like things are picking up? And I said, no, they are. Right? We've got a ton of, of potential concert dates all of a sudden. And it's just been one. It's kind of validating. It's nice. It's kind of nice to be validated for the things that we were saying last year. But mm -hmm. this kind of what we're seeing is some of the things that I had hoped would be true, that all of a sudden it's like a like a spring that is under tension. It's about to snap. I think things are going to uh, really get busy fast when they get busy. Uh, in fact, we're starting to consider maybe having a bit of a, a, a staff crisis, uh, you know, because we've got people wanting multiple concerts or festivals on a date. It's kind of like, oof. Yeah. Figure out who goes where and who does what. And, exactly. You know. And, and it's, that, I think those are going to be good struggles, but I think those are going to be struggles as we go forward, even in you, the DJ industry, as we're talking to to different people and, and venues and such. The venues aren't seeing anything yet because they're kind of the la they're going to be the last ones in this whole right. thing. But the calls, wedding calls are coming in and people are are planning and putting things out there. It's just they're doing it in their backyard. So now instead of needing my my you know four 18 inch subs and my top my big tops, I just need my two evolves and I've got the whole backyard covered. You and, always need four 18 inch subs. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. You know, I, I'm sure the neighbors would love that. Of course, you know, I could just t turn those ETX and I can put them in cardioid and then they'll, the base will stay in that yard. Boom, boom. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's interesting. And uh, talking to Jerry Bizzotta today, we recorded a uh, an updated version of the PPP, uh, which is going to drop okay. tomorrow for you guys uh, out there on DJ and TV land. Uh, but he's he's talking. Um, we, we ended the show kind of discussing the economic side of things, what he's seeing out in his neck of the woods, which is out in the the uh, Massachusetts and, and Maine and that part of the country, uh, New England area. And it's he's seeing he, he's hearing a lot of optimism from different businesses that are starting to say, hey, we know it's going to be we got another three months. We're going to we're going to be it'll be a little tight. But after that, things are looking very promising and they're preparing for third and fourth quarter of 2021. And then, of course, 20, 2022, they're thinking that that travel and the leisure industry and the hospitality industry, it's going to be off the hook next year. So 
I think so. Cause I'm beginning to feel it, you know, and I'm a guy who travels more than most people I know. Uh, you know, I mean, somebody joked that I flew as much as a flight attendant, which is not true. I know I have a friend who's a flight attendant and uh, they've got me beat, but you know, I really enjoyed this reprieve, you know, like I had said, in a, you know, a few months ago, I enjoyed kind of getting off the road a little bit. I'm starting to feel like, yeah, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time to, it's time to get back out there. I'm looking forward. There's some, there's some shows and things coming up and, and uh, you know, trade shows that, you know, hopefully will will happen and hopefully it's safe to do that. And a lot of, you know, things that have to fall into place yet. But I'm, I think that if I'm getting ready, if I'm feeling like uh, I want to, you know, do business travel again, I think yeah, leisure travel is going to be, I think there's a lot of people that are ready to get out. Very much I'm so. One of the, like I said, I haven't left this room and like, you know, I mean, other than to, you know, eat or sleep, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get out. So. Yes. Yes. Especially out of Minnesota when it's, <coughs> and we circle back to 20 some below. <laughs> uh, we get some folks with us tonight. Thank you for joining us, Howie and Robin and JC, John, Freddie. Thank you much for joining us this evening, uh, Jesse. Freddie's topic, I think, wasn't it? So, how? My, yeah, I think it was Freddie's topic. As as a matter of fact, uh, tonight we're we're going to um, kind of do a lighter show. We were going to do the battery show that I've been talking about the last couple of weeks. It will come. We will get it. Don't worry. But it's going to be down. It'll it'll probably be next week or the week after. Whatever works out for us here. Um, and for those, I got to figure out a good way to do that. I got to figure out a way to actually make it meaningful and educational. So oh, we've we, got we to, that around. Yeah, we, we need time to talk about that one because I had some ideas on this one. It it involves flux capacitors and banana peels. Great, that's, <laughs> that's another story for another. What's a gigawatt? <laughs> so for tonight's show, we're going to talk mm -hmm. a little bit about um, about the Super Bowl halftime because that's been a big topic, and of course, getting Ben's insight to those things is always kind of cool and fun. Uh, for those wondering you know, why we have been back and forth, is that this is now basketball season, and I have children who are in basketball for the first time at a level in which it interferes with the showtime. So some weeks it works that we'll be able to make it, and some weeks it just doesn't work out uh, for, for us. So uh, we apologize for that. Uh, once we get past basketball season, there's going to be a time where we'll be able to get some more in there, and we'll make it uh, make it work. But uh, this is this is part of that balance of of doing our DJ things, our, our business things, and the family things. And if, if you haven't heard us talk about that, we we hit it up once in our once or twice in the shows, and if you don't know, John was he was quite a player back in the day, and I don't mean like you know player. I mean he was a basketball player. He was quite a he was yeah. quite a stud on the court, as I understand. Yeah, we 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 did some. You know, we've had the basketball thing and the track thing and the football thing, and and now if I can just you know get up out of the chair without doing the, ugh, I'm happy. You know? <laughs> Ah, that's yeah, I understand. <laughs> that, yeah. doct, that Dr. Rick, uh, what is it? I think that progressive or whatever, he can't stop your, you know, from becoming your parents. And he's like, did you guys hear that? You know, when he got up out of the chair, when he sat down, I'm thinking to myself. Oh. You know, I feel like this is a great segue to make a public apology uh, because I was talking to Rachel Lynch, who needs no introduction. Everybody knows Rachel Lynch. And, and uh, you know, uh, she's a great friend and we're having a great conversation. But I, I feel like I owe her a public apology. Because I did not realize today was National Pizza Day, and I I'm not even sure she's talking to me anymore. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking that poor girl was bombarded today with. It's like a holiday. <laughs> I didn't even know. Her. I'm so oblivious. And somehow we got on the topic of of the good old days. You know, she was in sports in school, and I was a wrestler. You know, 100 yeah. years ago. You know, wore fig leaves or whatever. You know, 
And she said, do you think you'd be any good today? You know, I think, I think that's exactly how she said, do you think you'd be any good today? And I said, are you kidding me? I said, I would break a hip. Yeah. Said, no, I would not be good today. I get, you know, I get tangled I mean, up in the ropes, man. Oh wait, no, that's not. Not only do I not have the, 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 um, the strength or the, or the, or the air, you know, that it would take to do that. I just simply don't have the flexibility. Yeah. I mean, just the, just the very act of trying to wrestle, I would get hurt, seriously injured. Never mind that I'm not strong enough or, or have enough endurance. I I would I would be permanently broken. <laughs> that's, yeah, the, that's the sad reality of turning yes. you know, 27. So, Ben, let's talk a little bit about Super Bowl. For those of you who were, you know, this past weekend there was this football game, whatever. Uh, but there was a halftime show. There was a food festival here at the Stowe household. I'll tell you what. This is the first time we've watched the Super Bowl at our house in. 20 years because we have some great friends who throw oh, a Super okay. Bowl party every year. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that's their thing and they do a great job of it. And and we go every year and have for over 20 years. Uh, you know, but this year we, we stayed home. It's just the four of us and man, we, Oh, uh, we cooked and it was fantastic. I felt a little gluttonous, but <laughs> it so, was the best, best part of the day. Um, inquiring we, minds want to know what was on the menu. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> Since our viewers know every other intimate detail of my life anyway, <laughs> um, why not? Let me uh, let's let's find some photos here. Because uh, I took them. Oh, you better believe I took them. Um, you know, I think. Well, let's, let's. You know, I actually created a photo album. Uh, for Super Bowl food. <laughs> no, I, I didn't do that. Um, but I, but I, um, created a photo album for quarantine things. So, uh, you know, because I, I think that I'm just going to pull some pictures up here real quick, yeah. but I think, uh, you know, there's so many things we were able to do this year, uh, that in a normal year, you know, I would not be able to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I, you know, I tried to, um, go back and take some pictures of those kinds of things and, and, uh, you know, sort of recognize that opportunity and, uh, you know, kind of categorize these things a little bit. Um, okay, Ben, I got a question that just popped in. Somebody had, uh, was, was wondering if you're still, uh, cause I remember, oh, it's been probably three, six months ago. You were put, you posted a picture that you were doing some workouts with your son mm -hmm. and they're wondering if you're still doing that. And if so, how, they're going. I well, think this must uh, be because of you talking about being old. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit. They are. Uh, we actually just got a new coat rack. Uh, I mean, a piece of gym equipment, uh, but it'll be a coat rack. Uh, we just got one of those, and uh, it involves uh, some wide arm pull ups, and uh, uh, discovered I can't do one anymore. And I used to be able to do like 30, you know, but that was also about 30 years ago. Uh, so, you know, anyway, uh, uh, and, and my, it's, yeah, it's, it's going, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> he keeps me, uh, uh, he cheers me on and doesn't make me feel quite so old, you know? So how are you still safe for a little while yet? 
Oh. Yeah, I knew it was Howie that asked. You know, but uh, would I really tell the truth? No, I want to. You know, yeah, I, wanna, yeah. I want Howie to underestimate me. I don't yeah. want him to see this this freight train coming. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's kind of that rope a dope thing going on here. Exactly. I was just going to say it's like the old rope a dope. You know. Yeah, All right, so some food picks for you here. Yes. So um, <laughs> we'll we'll delay talking about the uh, audio of the Super Bowl as long as we can. So we uh, we made some uh, some oh, yeah. uh, some pot stickers. Uh, let's see, why can't I advance this photo? Oh no, it's the only one up. Yeah, I know. That's hang on a second. Sorry, I think I locked up my photo app. Oh no! Yeah, it's very unhappy. <laughs> it's not playing nicely. Spinning beach ball. Oh well, that, that happens once in a while. So while, uh, while Ben's, Ben's getting those up, uh, we'll, we'll be getting into the Super Bowl things in just a little bit and get, go through some, have some fun with that. Tonight's, again, a light show. So you guys are just kind of hanging, hanging for the ride. Uh, once we're done, uh, then you can go to djntv.com slash chill. And Brian and Jay are going to be holding court here. And, you know, I used to say that they were going to be doing a show and such. But I really think holding court, especially when Jay's there, it really is more apropos. I really, I really have to. So they'll be going on uh, tonight at, at dgntv.com slash chill. Takes you right to the Zoom meeting. And they'll be going on at 10 o'clock tonight Eastern, which will be in about uh, about 45 minutes. So any luck, Ben? Uh, I'm going to have to try to force quit this. It, 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 <laughs> it really tanked. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. So let's see. And of course. So, did you get to watch the game, or did you just eat? No, no, I watched the game. Okay. I did. I uh, actually know one of the. Uh, I, I always would say kid, but I, I know one of the young men playing in the game, and I'm not going to say who and or any of that. But uh, you know, just pretty excited for him. And uh, well, that could be anybody oh. north of Tom Brady, pretty much, because you know they're all younger than you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. Tom Brady might be the. You know, I'm actually older than Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> He's the only guy close to my age, but uh, so basically, it's the coaching staff is the only thing you, yeah. Everyone else, pretty much, yeah. Except the ground crew guy, he's ninety something, so you're still good there. <laughs> but no, it was uh, you know, was, I, I wanted to watch it. I have you know friends in in both cities, and uh, you know, you're two two dynamic uh, quarterbacks, and and uh, uh, you know, two fantastic teams, and obviously it didn't go the way that uh, you know one team wanted, but I mean, it was uh, it was a game I was definitely going to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right. Of course, the big. We're gonna do this this way. Okay. What is this thing doing now? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's try this, John. Let's. Uh, this is our first time of being live. By the way, we're you know we're learning how to live stream. So. Yeah, it's not like we've done this show for six years. Although we didn't used to do it live. All right. So we started out with like the uh, the. Um, well, now this is more work. There we go. So we're making like there some uh, pot sticker wonton looking thingies. Yeah, nice. And uh, oh, this is way out of order. Hold on now. Well, that's chicken. Yeah, uh, we'll get back to the chicken. <laughs> uh, so they turned out really good, actually. I was pretty happy with how those turned out. Mm-hmm. Looking good. I'm going to uh, stop the screen share a minute and figure out. Uh, you know, you'd have thought I, I could have prepared for this a little bit, right? Well, you know. I had these all in order. <laughs> Trevor, I'd offer some order. tech advice, but I always ask Ben. Ay, ay, ay. I didn't know we were going to be talking about the food. I'm sorry. That's, that's, 
Roger, I, I, never I, been yeah. a computer pro. No, it's tough to be good looking and good with a computer. And that's, you know, where Ben's at right now. So we'll go Exactly. I'm just the eye candy around yeah, here. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, yep. right. Brian and Jay coming up at 10 o'clock. Thanks, Robin. So Ben, commercials. Oh the commercials are always a big part of the show. We'll get to the food part. Which, if you yeah, can pick up for me real quick. Yeah, favorite commercial. Which one stood out to you? Uh... You know, I actually didn't see too many of the commercials because I was actually running upstairs to get more food. And I was, uh, you know, I discovered why I go to my friend's parties uh, because I was so busy uh, you know, trying to be involved in the cooking process that uh, I, uh, I kind of had to take off during the commercials. So the, uh, uh, right. the, 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 uh, the night there was the, yeah, the night before Super Bowl was, was one that I missed. I don't know how I managed to miss that one. <laughs> I think I was doing the same thing as running, running back and forth. Yeah. Getting Cheetos. Thanks, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, they were, they were dots, dots. There's the dots pretzels, which is something that's in the upper middle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. And now they've come out with dots, cheese curls or cheese, whatever it is. So they're basically oh, like Cheetos, but they're flavored with the dots stuff. And it's like, they're really, really good. So that's what I was getting for the kids. So it wasn't Cheetos, but it was close. Very close. All right, let's try this a third okay, time, shall we? So the pot, so the pot sticker things, uh, those turned out really good, um, and uh, then uh, we made uh, made some hot wings. Uh, my son breaded all these, mm -hmm. and uh, they turned out fantastic. Now, how did you uh, did you deep fry those then? I did. Yeah, we mm -hmm. actually, uh, which is a very rare thing around here, but it was sort of a clone of the uh, the Hooters recipe. And laugh all you want, but I really do go to Hooters for the wings. So <laughs> uh, it, it, I, I thought they were very good. They turned out really good. So, you know, crispy and then tossed in a, in a hot sauce. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife does not like them, so they made some baked chicken of some other uh, kind. And my daughter recycled these uh, elf sugar cookies that we'd had in the freezer that are, you know, from Christmas or whatever. She recycled those, put some brown frosting on them, made them into football cookies. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah. They turned out really good. Nice. And then uh, for halftime, uh, we made some fresh guacamole and some macho, macho, macho nachos that turned out amazing. So Excellent. Uh, I was a hurting unit for uh, all of Monday after that. <laughs> it's it's tough to be romantic after eating a plate of nachos. I'm just going to say, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't know. I don't even try to be romantic. So <laughs> I'm just going to say it sometimes. It's like, this is a big bed for a reason. You go way over there. <laughs> it's safer. <laughs> You don't have to smell it. Well, you know, you said I'm the eye. We, we said I'm the eye candy for the show. So, I mean, you know, as, as sexy as I am, if can you imagine if I was sexy and romantic? I mean, my wife, she wouldn't know what to do. So, <laughs> she can't be romantic. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cheyenne will love that. So, anyway, oh, yeah, she'll so, never see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we say. And all of a sudden, I get comments from her. It's like, that was, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump into the, the topics. This. This Super Bowl, because of the COVID situation, um, we're going to look back in the 15, 20 years and remember that was the one that we got that was so unusual and so different, where they did a, a setup in the stands and they did the performance there and on the field, but they couldn't do the setup as typical because people couldn't be working like they would typically do. Right. Thoughts. What did you see? What did you experience? And what was it like? Well, it was different in a lot of ways, but every year the Super Bowl halftime show is different. Uh, I think... <clears throat> you know, I, I kind of enjoyed the visual effects. I thought they did a good job with that. I liked the, uh, you know, the thematic angles of it. Um, 
it was a little trippy. I'm not sure about some of the uh, the camera lenses and things, but you know, it's artistic and I, you know, it was it was stylized. I understand the weekend put like nine million bucks of his own money into it. I know. I heard that. It's like holy cats. You know, and, and kudos to him. I mean, that's that's dedication to your craft to have a vision to say this is what I want, and and you know, I'm going to put my own money behind it. Um, I think like you know, a lot of people wanted to talk about the audio in particular, uh, and uh, a lot of people. I mean, the, the the forums really went crazy with that, and so I, I have some thoughts on that. I think one, it was disappointing. It, it isn't, you know, it isn't an audio product that I would have been happy with. Uh, but but I want to say too. In, in, in all sincerity, because there were several people who said, oh, you should have Ben still do the audio, you know, and I kind of laugh about that. But listen, they don't put in the B team for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we got to the result we got to, but I am certain that the engineers that were working um, were very good engineers. I'm certain that they are very capable and talented people. How that result came about, I don't know, because I, I agree. It, it wasn't it wasn't a mix that I would have wanted my name on. Um, but I think it's important to note, and this is a really good segue, uh, and then I'll tie this to quarterbacks in a second, but, you know, this really good segue to say that, you know, mixing live and mixing for broadcast are very, very different things. And as we, you know, it's, we're almost nine months late having this conversation because so many people have been doing live streaming broadcasting, um, but, uh, and they are two different engineers and there's two different mixes. Uh, and a lot of that, of course, is, is pre-recorded out of necessity, um, so it does sort of baffle you as to how we kind of got the product we did a little bit, but, um, and in fact, I'll just make my quarterback analogy. Now, you know, Tom Brady, uh, and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes are far better quarterbacks than I would ever be and far better quarterbacks than anybody watching this show. That's a fact yet. You know, we have no problem armchair quarterbacking them, right? We have no problem sitting there and saying, oh, this is terrible this, this is terrible that, even though they're so much better. And I think we're doing that same thing to these audio engineers. You know, I think most of the people complaining could certainly not do the job. Uh, You know, so on one hand, you could say, you know, hey, it's really unfair to lob those insults at these audio engineers when you are not on their level. On the other hand, though, you know what? When you're Tom Brady and you're Patrick Mahomes, you got to win games. You got to throw the ball. You know, yeah. if you're a professional kicker, you got to make the kick. So at the same time, it's kind of, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, again, I, I'm sure that guy or gal, whoever it was that mixed it went home and didn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> so two things from that one mixing for broadcast, very different. Why? Because your mixer, your, your viewers are in a vacuum. Uh, but that's why TV trucks are basically a vacuum. You know, all that audio is coming through a set of studio monitors uh, and they're trying to mix it for whatever playback device you're going to be listening on, whether that be uh, a mono source or a stereo source or surround sound or whatever. There's a lot of moving parts here, you know, uh, three inch, you know, speakers on your TV or, you know, a rock and home stereo system or your headphones. So uh, we could we could actually take a pretty deep dive into some of the nuances of mixing for broadcast. Well, let's, let's just talk, let's, to, let's, so has mixing for broadcast... <coughs> Has it changed? Would a person who's mixing today mix differently than, say, and, and specifically equalizing and such, than 30 years ago? Absolutely. And what yeah, kind not of even any question. Would you, what would be the main differences if you were going to compare and contrast from 30 to 40 years ago to today, the, some of the things they're doing? Well, the devices. You know, the audio devices are so much better. Uh, you know, the TVs and things are, are so much better than what we had 30 years ago. Uh, you know, I mean, going back a little bit further than that, you basically have one small mono speaker on a TV. 
you know, and you know, you remember when it used to be a big deal, it would show up on your screen in stereo. That would actually show up on the screen. It would say in stereo. That was a, that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what happens to your stereo source when you mix it down to mono, you know, what happens if you start having some cancellation and that sort of, you know, that you have to be thinking really carefully about the phase correlation here. Um, and the other thing is, and again, I keep saying mixing in a vacuum, but uh, a friend of mine used to be the chief audio engineer for Oral Roberts TV. And he talked about this, this awesome upgrade they got, you know, million dollar upgrade to their multi-million dollar, probably to their, uh, you know, studio. And they had these fantastic big, you know, studio reference monitors cost what a car does sound amazing. He goes, first thing we did was rip those out and put an old TV in there. Cause that's what everybody was watching it on was an old TV, Yeah, you know? So, cause you know, you, you basically take your mix in these studio monitors and you're like, that sounds great. And then you go listen to it on the TV and you're like, that sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. So the end users, the viewers feeling is the mix is terrible and it is for their device. So you have to mix in context. And yeah, that definitely has changed, you know, uh, in terms of the devices, uh, you know, um, their, their uh, audio ability and the vast multitude of devices available. Are you watching it on a phone? Are you watching it on a computer? Are you watching it on a TV? You know, so. So then the, obviously the, not only does the quality of the sound with stereo with that, but frequencies, I'm guessing when we were back with this single, you know, that one speaker in front of the little 19 inch TV, they probably weren't worried about lower bass frequency. And now today, because half the people are running a subwoofer, I'm guessing that's a different world. But yeah, you have to kind of think about both ways because an iPhone really doesn't have anything, you know, below 400 Hertz coming out of the phone itself. So if yeah. you're listening to a phone and I've got some, I've got some, uh, uh, smart screenshots or some, some audio reference measurements here of iPhones, and it's also really different. Is the iPhone laying flat on a table? Is it propped up at 45 degrees? Is it, you know, uh, against a, a wall or, you know, there, there's all these things that really try it. Just try it, viewers. Take your phone, play a song and lay it flat, lift it up, hold it up in the air, uh, cup your hands around it and think about how many different ways that sounds now, that device. Uh, so, you know, if somebody's listening to it there, you know, you're not going to have any of that, that real low end bass stuff. So if you want to have some definition in the kick drum, you want to have, you know, articulation and things in bass guitar, you're going to have to do it somewhere else because you don't have 50 to 400 to work with. Mm -hmm. It's not there. At the same time, uh, you still have to have that content because if people put in their AirPods or their headphones or they listen to it on home theater, now you do have that low frequency content there. So it, it's, I mean, these mastering guys earn their money. There's no question. You know, in order to make that song kind of work in those multiple scenarios, that's a tough gig. So that uh, there's our broadcast. That clearly wasn't the problem the weekend. Had the weekend's no. problems were pretty much exclusively with the vocals, but uh, you know, that's a, that's a different story. So we've got our our broadcast, whether that's over the air broadcast or streaming world. Now, how is that different when it comes to a live a live mixing situation? Well, <clears throat> here's a really good example. So I took a festival that I mixed live and I had recorded the tracks and I used that to create some mix downs uh, for a class I was teaching on streaming. Uh, and, and I remembered this festival and, 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 and of course there I have one PA and I've got tons of low energy, you know, I got all the subwoofer I could want um, and I can hear this in real time. So I can hear what I'm mixing on the device I'm mixing it for. Everybody else is hearing it on the same device I am. So in a lot of ways, I think that's easier. Uh, and maybe I think it's easier because I'm comfortable with that. That's mm -hmm. something I've done many times. Uh, 
you know, but I find mixing for broadcast harder because of all the unknowns, what are they listening it on? Is it mono? Is it stereo? Is it an iPhone? Is it have a subwoofer? Does it not, you know, there's all these things you have to sort of think about. Uh, so we spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, uh, space. And I think about space in a live mix too, you know, things should look how they sound and, and sound how they look, but uh, here it's about making things all kind of fit and then not be a problem when it's, if it's compressed back to mono. Uh, so Here's a good example of some of the pitfalls here. Um, one, when I mix live, I like to mix kind of vocals forward, which is ironic, you know, because that was the big complaint about the weekend. But I, I like to have those vocals out front. Now, right. I will say this again, no idea how we got to that result. And I'm not going to dog the engineers because I wasn't there. And they're probably better than me. And I, I will say that publicly. Mm -hmm. uh, they're certainly better broadcast mix engineers than me because that's their, that's their yeah, gig, that's right? They do, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend like, you know, the, uh, so I don't know how they got where they got, but I don't think it's because they're, they're not good at their job. I don't know. <clears throat> There's a pecking order there. You know, if, if, you know, management or, or somebody up the food chain is telling you to turn it down, you're going to turn it down and, and you're going to do what you're told. And uh, again, don't know. So same for me. If the artist is telling me not to mix vocals forward, I'm not going to. You know, it's the artist's set. It's their stage. I'm there to work for them. But I tend to try to like to mix vocals forward. I like to have good, clear vocals. Um, and, and uh, you know, so you mix this in a way that the vocals are, are cutting through and they're clear, you know, but everything is still kind of blended and balanced. You've got all this low frequency energy from the subwoofers and everything else. It all kind of comes together. And, and it sounds like a song. Well, when you take and play that back, exactly as I've mixed it live, I played it back on my iPhone and it, it was like a vocal flamethrower. The vocals were screaming hmm. and it didn't sound good at all. And of course, because there's no low, low frequency, you know, we, you have a phone which is designed to project the voice. So the EQ of everything is wrong. And that, those vocals are just like in your face. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. Uh, and so I looked at, and I, and I wish I had prepared this in a way that I could show you tonight easily, but I've got kind of a comparison of here's my live mix, you know, uh, and there's a lot more things happening in the broadcast mix too with compressions really can be your friend. Uh, and, and so I'm like, here's my live mix. Here's my broadcast mix of the same exact tracks recorded at the same time. It's very different. Hmm. It's very, very different. I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't have imagined that would be the case that noticeably. You wouldn't think. And like I said, I, I uh, went through the process in preparation to teach the class. And again, I talked to my friend uh, formerly from Oral Roberts and I talked to some other friends, uh, you know, who work in broadcasts and they were a big help uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of gotchas there. Uh, so. So you're saying it's not just set the EQ <coughs> to a smiley face. <laughs> rarely. That's, that's rarely a good idea. You know, the thing that, the thing that befuddles me, about the Super Bowl in particular is that given the substantial restrictions in time, you have about six minutes to get everything set up. Uh, and granted, it's a lot of things are preset, but there are hundreds of channels of audio patch involved. And there's a lot of moving parts, uh, you know, we give about six minutes to get things, uh, you know, set and about six minutes to get them struck and make them disappear off the field. So it's a football game again, right? Yeah. So a lot of that stuff is pre-recorded. And certainly in the weekend's case, we didn't see, you know, um, I mean, it was primarily him. And I thought, how, how did we get to this result? Uh, you know, I mean, because again, in a studio, you, you more or less can perfect that mix for broadcast and then just 
roll it back. Uh, but again, I know there was live elements to it too. And, and I, I heard it sounded good in the stadium. So mm-hmm. it's, um, uh, it's just one of those things. I don't know, you know, sort of do a postmortem on it, but. So, so one of the questions as I was watching it is he had, let's, let's say it wasn't a pre-recorded that the, the audio or vocal was coming through microphones. He had a microphone that he used up in the, in the stands there where he was doing his things in the kind of hallways. And then he had on the field. If you were sitting and doing audio for something like that, would you be able to do that with one microphone? Or are you talking that this would, would a person need to have multiple microphones because of, in essence, him being in zoned areas? Well, I mean, it, you know, it's wireless and it's going to work pretty much anywhere in that stadium, more or less, uh, you know, but it could have been multiple microphones, you know, and basically, I guess what I'm saying is it could be done either way. Okay. Uh, but from an engineering standpoint, if he's got three microphones, so what? Yeah, you I know? mean, it's not a big deal, but I was just wondering if my, one microphone could be reliable enough to be able to work in a cement or concrete hallway, to be able to work up in the stands way up there, and then to be able to work down on a football field with equal uh, uh, re- reliability. Well, there's ways you can do like distributed antenna networks and things to to create coverage in additional areas. Now you create some uh, some problems potentially with RF too. But these guys are smart enough to know how to do that and make it work. So it could have been. Uh, I I couldn't even speculate if yeah. it was or wasn't. Uh, probably for simplicity, I might use multiple mics. Um, but again, you know these guys are pros and and. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. With how they did it, I might try to find out. I'm curious now. Yeah, it's Christ, irrelevant, my, I guess. From the, but it was just the how di- I was just wondering how difficult would it be to uh, to make that happen if a person were going to use one microphone and go that route. It, it could it could be done. Um, but yeah, you know, many times uh, in a live show we have more than one mic for the lead. Anyway, uh, I mean, almost always we have at least a spare. And uh, that's sometimes done different ways. Sometimes it comes in the console as two different channels completely. Other times it's a matter of, you know, there's macros that can just switch the socket so that all of your EQ and everything is the same. And this console says, okay, instead of pulling from socket 47, I'm going to pull from socket 48 now. 47 died, I'm going to pull from 47, everything else is here. Uh, There's all kinds of ways you can do that. Um, But with a lead, you know, and particularly for the Super Bowl, I guarantee you they had more than one mic for him. Whether or not they used more than one, I guarantee you they had more oh, than yeah, one. Oh, yeah, for sure. They would have definitely. In a large stadium like that, if you're on the field, I, I've at baseball games when I've been kind of down down on and they're making announcements, there's this echo, there's this lagged late, latency. At a stadium like that, I'm thinking that if he's singing on the foot on the field, there's going to be some lag and latency. And yet when you watched <clears throat> things he looked like he was uh, he was lip syncing right on to uh, those points how are they achieving that when there's this noise going on up here that he's able to keep himself on on uh, basically on cue with the music which is you know maybe a second late up there at least yeah that's uh i've experienced that uh you know many times in stadiums with uh with national anthems and that sort of thing that you know the singers are are hearing the stadium pa hundreds of milliseconds late you know and that's very disrupting uh so you know basically the advice we give them is you know particularly in these smaller stadiums where uh, they don't have the resources he does and i'll answer how, how i think he would have done it but first i'll say that this happens a lot think like you know bemidji state's football stadium uh and high school, you know, 
student gets to sing the national anthem or something, they're not used, they're not a professional, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and all of a sudden they have to, you know, hear themselves 300, you know, milliseconds or whatever away. Because, uh, you know, speakers are 300 feet away. Uh, you just have to tell them to ignore it. Just say, don't listen to it. Just, just sing, think about, think forward, not back, you know, uh, just to sing. And that's hard. That's really hard mm -hmm. to do. I, I think um, for him, there's two things. One, he's wearing in-ear monitors uh, and there's virtually zero latency on radio. You know, I mean, he's getting that instantly uh, through that RF. Uh, so he's, that's where he's at. And, and, and two, you know, practice and rehearse and just ignore everything besides this, you know, just focus on what you're doing and, uh, and don't allow yourself to be drawn, uh, you know, to those disrupting factors. It kind of reminds me of a time I used to play in a drum and bugle corps, like, you know, hundred years ago, uh, same as the wrestling toga fig leaf time, you know, but whatever. Anyway, and I remember us playing in a, uh, a university dome, which was largely concrete and steel. And they told us, they said, if you lose your spot, just fold your sticks on your drum and stop because you will never find your spot again. And it was crazy. They were right. I mean, you know, particularly in fast paced, you know, when you're playing, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, drum core cadence type thing, yeah. you know, it's just a din. There's, you know, I mean, if you had a single stroke, you would hear, you know, well now take that and multiply it, you know, towards every stroke of every drum. And it was just a roar. You really couldn't tell what you were playing or where you were at in the dome. It was crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose that. Particularly would be being down on the field, you get a bit of the parabola effect of the dome itself. You know, reflections off that parabola-shaped dome. It was it was just bonkers. So yeah, to your to your point, I think he just is going to have to focus on what's in his ears and ignore everything else, plain and simple. And hopefully that cuts it out. And oh, they do a good job. Yeah, mm -hmm. they do a good job. And again, he's a pro. You know, I mean. It wasn't, you know, you don't, you know, let a guy who's only done, you know, uh, karaoke and bar gigs do the Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's done a few stadiums, so you know, <laughs> he's done it once before, so he'll be good. Oh, excellent, excellent. We got a nice crowd with us tonight. Thank you guys for being with. Um, up next at the top of the hour, I'm going to put the link here. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, Brian and Jay are going to be coming in in about uh, 20 minutes, roughly, at uh, djntv.com slash chill. And the guys are going to be hanging out and recording a little episode uh, that will go live on YouTube and Facebook later this week. And you guys can go join them tonight and talk shop. Generally, their show starts at 10 o'clock. They record a 20-minute, half-hour session. And sometime about 4, and 4 or 5 in the morning is when it wraps up. Yes, 4 or 5 in the morning. You mean we could have recorded this, and I could have been prepared and had the food pictures ready, and I could have, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's what we, we could have. We could have edited this. We could have edited it down, yes. We could have made that, you know, we could have done that little fact. Who are we to criticize their live show? We can't even get our act together here. This is, <laughs> never mind the weekend's mic. How about the fact that I can't run a computer? <laughs> Robin was wondering if you had gotten hit in the chin with a snowball, if that's what that. Uh, yeah, it's, it was white paint. Oh, white paint. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, yeah. White. We were playing paintball and I was, the other team had white. Uh, I took one right to the face. Right but the I face. didn't cry. No, you were tough. I, that's didn't, good. I didn't cry at all. Yeah. That's, that's what we like to hear. I like to hear the toughness. Well, excellent. We're going to wrap things up here for tonight. So you guys can get ready for Jay and Brian here in about 20 minutes and go in there and have a little pre show discussion with them. And then I think, I think, is it next week? I think next Tuesday we'll be back. And hopefully we can talk intelligently about gear, electronics, 
Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something for you guys. Um, and that's, that's something somebody had asked the other day, uh, and it was before Freddie. Uh, tonight's topic was uh, come. Freddie wanted to have us get into this, so thank you, Freddie, for that. Um, yeah, somebody had also, questions, we'll answer them. Yeah, exactly. If there's something that you like, hey, I, can you guys tackle that discussion? Even if we've talked about it before, we can always pretend like we forgot the first one. We never get tired of hearing ourselves talk. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the biggest and most fun things ever. So if you got something, uh, reach out. Hey, Jay's with us. Thank you, Jay. Uh, jump in there and hang out with Jay and Brian. Uh, chat room if you've got any questions. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody.